0: Well, hello. Welcome to the Lee's Bird Talk podcast. Sitting around the table today, we have the trifecta of wonderful. Uh, we have Courtney. Uh, Courtney Vaughn is back with us this week. We've got Matt and We've got myself. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm doing amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Thank you for the honorable mention after being gone last week. You
0: know what? We missed you. Well, the table just wasn't complete without your presence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't butter me up, John. All right,
0: all right. Well, let's move on. Um, uh, glad you're back this week uh, with us, Courtney. Um, man, we had a cool weekend this weekend. Uh, really neat weekend, Matthew. You continue to amaze us. We we've, we've come to count on you for awesome, uh, worship and music time. Yeah. But this weekend, you brought it, dude. So thank you for that. That was that was good stuff.
2: Well, I I appreciate that. Um. I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a speaker, mm-hmm. but sometimes I like to, and yeah. that, I enjoyed that one, yeah. so. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a, a really blessing.
1: good message. Yeah. It was an enjoyable message.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love your story, you know, just the, I mean, you weave stories in and out so seamlessly. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I love that. I mean, I mean, it's a lot different than just like a normal sermon. Right. Um. It's just narrative. It's just, I mean, and, and when you think about it, that's how
2: Jesus taught, not that. Well, I guess what? I'm comparing you to Jesus. You're well, really trying uh, to better him. <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, but uh, but yeah, like I think like when I was growing up and and thinking about being in ministry, like the things that always gave me the aha moment were always so simple. Mm-hmm. It was when I was trying to make things too hard that I just needed to step back for a minute and like f- and focus in on what is really happening right now. Yeah. And so I just try to do that when I speak.
1: makes it easy to listen to it's easy to connect with and that that was sort of the feedback that i heard was like he like he's making all these jokes and he doesn't even act like they're jokes but i was laughing the whole time (laughs)
0: yeah So. Yeah, i guess that's part of the songwriting you're right yeah just the story it's just just yeah yeah, absolutely good stuff stuff. so yeah we had a cool weekend we had uh, we had a baptism we had two yes.
2: baptisms. Uh, we yeah. had Sam Power yeah, that's on right. Saturday night yeah. and my niece Paisley Hicks on <laughs> Sunday.
0: That's good. That's good. So that's a cool weekend. We had a we had a big uh, weekend here at the Hub. We're sitting in the upper room at the Hub, and uh, we had a big weekend here as well. On Saturday, we had a, uh, a work day, and we got a lot done. I yeah, know, we, you can definitely tell. Yeah, downstairs, we've got tile. Down in the downstairs bathroom floor, and we've got, uh, we're almost done up here on the on the second floor. We've got a couple on and end jobs uh, left, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we're 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 rolling right along, um, and we're excited because we've got to have this wrapped up and completed by the twentieth because we have a summer intern coming. We're so yeah. excited about this. Nice. Uh, Grady is going to be joining us starting May twentieth. Will be his, his first day here. He's going to be with us throughout the summer. He's going to be a huge uh, part of our children's ministry throughout the summer and in our in our uh, uh, Super Tuesdays. Um, Super
1: Tuesdays. And
0: they'll be here before we know it. Right? Yeah.
1: Last two weeks of June, the first two weeks of July. It's always on a Tuesday, hence Super Tuesdays. Um, and you can register at the Leesburg Kids Check In Desk. That's right. It's um, $20 a day per kid. But if you have two or more kids, we'll only charge you 15 a kid.
0: There you go. There you go. And you can also, if you're listening to this, and you're like, you know what? I I don't know if I'll remember to get that. You can always email the show at uh, leesburgchristianchurch at gmail.com, and we will send you the forms uh, so you can have them uh, with you. Uh, So, yeah, we're excited about Super Tuesday starting here soon. Uh, We've got some other really cool stuff happening. Uh, This next weekend is Mother's Day. And so Mother's Day will be great. We're going to have child dedication. So if you have a newborn... Uh, infant or young child that you'd like to dedicate um, that would be the day for that. Uh, Courtney, can you tell us what child dedication is?
1: um I think la- like last week you guys talked about it being more for the parents than it is for the kids yeah, and it is it is it's kind of um a commitment for us, like the church and families to raise their children um in Christ and to teach them the way that they should go. and so it's just a good opportunity if you haven't done that to sort of set yourselves on a good path. And then it lets people know you in the church. Um, And that's, that's what the church is for because it does take a village. So um, that's the whole point is that we can help you raise your kids in Christ.
0: So that's, that's going to be cool. You can sign up for that uh, at the children's desk as well. But you know, at this point, if you sign up there, it'll be the day of. And so if you have a child that you'd like to dedicate uh, email us at church at gmail.com, and uh, we'll have everything set up for you. Uh, just let us know what service you're going to be and your mm-hmm. name and child's name, and we'll roll with that. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up this next weekend. Um, uh, we've got uh, June 1st, the first weekend in June. Uh, it's going to be a special weekend for our graduates. And so if yeah. you are a high school student or college graduate uh, pl- and you're graduating this, this semester, please let us know we- or if you've graduated this year, maybe you've graduated in December, uh, we'd love to celebrate you uh, uh, that first weekend in June. And so email us. Let us know that that's happening. Again, at thesebergchristianchurchatgmail.com. Um, uh, We're you're really gradua- plugging that email. That's right. We're really working <laughs> that email. keep on today. plugging it. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're graduating preschool, there's a bucket of candy in the lobby at the church, and you're to as much as you'd like.
1: What about 5th grade or 8th grade?
0: 5th grade or 8th grade there's a bucket of candy in the <laughs> foyer. I mean, I don't know. What are you saying, John? I'm saying that everyone doesn't everyone do that? You I know, don't know what I mean? I think college, high school and college should be celebrated. The rest of them, I don't know. It's that time of year where you get so busy and I, I look. Yeah. I know everyone loves their kids. I love my kids, but Oh, I just I don't get it Like Nora's got Two Preschool graduations
2: <laughs> Two? Doesn't no. everybody Graduate preschool? I mean come on If you can't
0: pass preschool I mean You know like,
2: It's like a, It's just like a given It's yeah. like hey Now you're too old to be here So yeah. get out Yeah, Right Yeah Yeah So What if
1: you only Graduated preschool And then just live life
2: It's like You know guys School is hard well, You really got red
0: You know Like You know <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know about the preschool stuff. I just I, I think we give away too many ceremonies. Oh, this is a milestone. Nah, not really.
1: It's the trophy generation. Yeah. going to give them something.
0: Yeah, so we're just going to be celebrating high school and college, and hats off to those people. If you're graduating from something else, you know, preschool, there's a bucket of candy. They're just peppermints and butterscotches, but... Because,
2: you know, it's not even great
0: candy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it's candy that's representative of your accomplishment.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well said, Courtney. Well said. And you can take as We've much missed as you, you here. want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going on. Is, is there anything else that's going on uh, that I'm forgetting about right now? I don't. I think that's about it. I think that's covered I think, it. I think we got it. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, dive into a topic uh, for today. And you know, a couple of weeks ago we started talking about this topic, and I, and I think it's an important thing because I think one of the things that we want to do with this podcast is kind of give overviews of Christian teaching, just just basic Christian teaching that sometimes we take for granted on a weekend service. And um, and, and so this week we're talking about uh, uh, the divinity of Jesus. Uh, now, somebody help me here. When we say the divinity of Jesus, this is a this is a basic teaching of the church, what do we mean by the divinity of Jesus?
1: I would say that we mean the godness of Jesus, mm-hmm. like the, the, the God attributes mm-hmm. we see in Christ.
0: Yeah. Does Christ. that feel right? Yeah, No. Yeah. I think that's right. When we talk about Jesus and his divinity, one of the things that the, church is, the, the, the church teaches is that Jesus is God in the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. He is God. And so, you know, that gets a little confusing, I think. Yes. Like, you know, not too long ago I had a guy come up to me and uh, he said, I've always been confused. When I pray, is it wrong to pray to Jesus or should I just pray to God? Yeah. And I, I said, well, no, it's the same, really, what you're doing. I mean, we pray in Jesus' name, right? We mm-hmm. usually in uh, prayers like that. And, you know, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, uh, but praying to Jesus, praying God, is kind of synonymous. I mean, you, Jesus is God incarnate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul d- does great work in the New Testament teaching about the divinity of Jesus. Um, how he is, how he's the the image of the invisible. He is the, the 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 personhood of God in flesh. So, how does that work when we think about Jesus's Jesus is divinity. Well, how is he divine? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And we haven't really scripted for this, so we're going to kind of be talking, but how does that work?
1: I think that is a more common teaching of the church because when we say that Jesus is God and then we see, um, his life play out with miraculous acts, um, It's like, it's our best explanation, um, that he is the son of God and he has all the power of God. Um, and I don't like, I think that there are, I think we don't teach it fully, which Mm -hmm. is why we're doing this podcast in two parts, because the other part of divinity is the humanity of Jesus, which is just as important, um, yeah. But we really, I think the church really relies on the godness of Christ because it's, in some ways, the simplest way to teach it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, so Jesus is God in the flesh. Now we've talked about this in episodes, uh, in prior episodes, specifically around Christmas time. We talked about the the incarnation or the, um, uh, uh, yeah, incarnation of Christ, the or of of Mary. Uh, how how Mary is made pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Uh and so Jesus is uh born of of a man just just like you know born of a woman. Um but he is he is God in the flesh. Like he there's not a male donor to right. Jesus DNA mm-hmm. other than God. And so uh Jesus made uh God made Jesus in Mary's in Mary's womb, and uh, um, yeah, and and so I'm. I just point Yeah. About-
1: well, before, before, but yes. So, God, Jesus set aside His godness to become fully human and to be in the flesh. It's important that we talk. We we'll go back to Colossians and say that before time He was begotten mm-hmm. by God, meaning that He is part of the trinity just like god the father and god the holy spirit yeah so but before time he existed yeah. and so that gets kind of tricky when we think about yeah. he, god made him into a human and
3: yeah. anyway yeah
1: it's important to know that he is god just like he is human and we have to hold those two truths in our heads
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's not clear i mean i don't know if we have the mental capacity to really fully understand this um but yeah, you make a great point there. When 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 Mary is made pregnant with Jesus, that's not when Jesus began. Right. Right. He he is eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh he is one with God, you know, the 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 concept of the Trinity. Uh, the three in one. Um Father, son, Holy Spirit is not a word that we find anywhere in the Bible specifically. We don't find a the word Trinity in the Bible. Uh, but but we have a teaching um, throughout the Bible that's consistent with the three persons in one, right? God is one. He says that time and time again. I am the I am the one uh, God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the only God, but there are three spheres of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, I've seen before. I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, the description of God as an egg. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. There's like three parts to an egg, right? There's a, the out, the outer shell, the white, and then the yolk. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen God described as that before. Now there are, of course, breakdowns to that picture of of God. Yeah. There are things that aren't consistent there, but um, but yeah, I mean that's a neat picture to think about. You know, just like an egg has three parts, it's not a complete egg without. Mm-hmm. All three parts. You know what I, mean?
1: I try to explain it with a triangle, and like I'm actually holding up a triangle with my fingers. But you have, if you separated these things out, you would have three angles that make up one shape. Yep. And and so you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit working together as one thing in three different functions. Completely unison. Yes. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Um. Uh. So, so let me ask you this: Jesus is God in the flesh. Eternal, pre-existing his conception,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, existing after his death. That's one of the central claims that we celebrate in Easter: is that he rose from the grave, uh, um, pre-existent, existing after his death, always there, puts on flesh. Is he? Um, we're going to talk about next week about the humanity of Jesus. Let me ask you this. Why is it that Jesus, why did he have to come in the flesh? Why is it important that Jesus was God in the flesh?
2: I mean, just on a, a human level, I feel like we we have a hard time dealing with things that aren't logical. And I kind of talked about it this this weekend. Like, for me, when I was growing up, I always felt like God was this far away being, you know, I said he was like a wizard that pulled levers and pushed buttons. And, and when, you're, when I was young, I just didn't understand who God was and how he could possibly care about me when he has all this other thing to deal with. But then as I started to read and study and understand who Jesus was and, and the fact that he was God who came in human form, it gave me an example to follow that, that I could see like this, he is God, but I could also see how I could be more like him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, because I, I, he he lived the life that I live. Yeah. You know, he walked the same streets that we walk. Yeah. Um, so I th- it made it just from a logical standpoint, it made it a whole lot easier for me to track. Yeah, you know, this mm-hmm. is this is what we should you know try to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When you think about that, and then you hold that in comparison with what the the author of Hebrew says. Yeah, in Hebrews one through six, really he's talking about or or she. It might be a fun topic for one day. Who wrote <laughs> Hebrews? Yeah, because there's a, there's a, you know, we don't know who wrote the, that are the Hebrews, but, but there you are some that say Hebrew? It could be. I'm sorry.
1: Do you think that they were Hebrew? No. That was a joke.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Courtney. Um, no, um, but there's there's some theories that it's a woman, which is kind of neat. A shebrew. A shebrew. A shebrew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when you look at uh, the, the the author of Hebrews first. Several chapters he's talking about how Jesus is the great high priest um who's able to sympathize with us yeah mm-hmm. uh, he understands our our plight in life he understands the hardships that we face because he was born like us um now th- but, but but looking back at the divinity, why is it important because there was a major chasm in mm-hmm. our relationship with God, yeah starting back in Genesis three. You know, one of my professors uh, this semester uh, really drilled this point, and at first I kind of barked at it, but the more I think about it, uh, he's right. I guess that's why he's a professor. He was talking about the first gospel, it was preexistent to chapter 3 of Genesis. The first gospel was that God wanted to be in a relationship with humanity. Yeah. You know, so we see that in chapters 1 and 2, that God wants a relationship there. He set aside. Uh, 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 Sabbath, to, to be with his creation. And uh, and he argued that that was the first gospel. The good news is that God wants a relationship with the created. Unfortunately, that got messed up in chapter 3. Right. Right. And so uh, now there is sinfulness has entered creation, entered the world, and, and so there needed to be a, uh, a fix. Mm-hmm. And God gave us, throughout the Old Testament, he gave us a shadow of a fix, a shadow of one that was, you know, yeah. of how, you know, because of sin and death, because of sin there must be death. And that's what we see throughout the Old Testament is the sacrificial law and how that law points forward to a day where there's going to be a more complete sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, even the best of the, of the bulls that were sacrificed and goats that were sacrificed and all that, even the best of them weren't perfect animals. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There needed to be perfection. There needed to be a, a, a sinless, perfect sacrifice mm-hmm. to, to alleviate the, the sinfulness of, of creation. And so, um, so God in eternity passed, which is one of the, you know, I think it was the Council of Nicaea in AD uh, 300 something. They they kind of established this officially, that in, in eternity past, uh, God chose to take on human form in the form of Jesus, but His fullness in Jesus, and so Colossians then mm-hmm. gives us a beautiful picture of what that means. Yeah,
1: the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, yeah. like.
0: And so and, and so, uh, yeah. So, in the world today. When we look at Christianity, one of the arguments about Christianity is often that um, uh, we believe, you know, the, the idea is that, well, Christians just believe this fairy tale type story. What kind of a God would send his son? Well, what do we mean when we talk about the son, Jesus? So, Jesus is God. Yes. Co equal. Yes. Part of your triangle. Mm hmm. But he's. we also refer to him as the son. Mm hmm. And he refers to himself as the son, you know I and the, I, I and and the father are one. Um, we see um, references to my father in heaven. and so does that mean that he is lesser land?
1: I don't think so. i but we have established on in other topics that um, God and sin don't mix. Mm-hmm. and so in order to have perfect reconciliation the The sacrifice has to be in and a part of the people that he yeah. will reconcile to God. So I think that is where we have the differentiation.
0: Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, what I'm thinking about now is uh, we refer to Jesus as, as the Son of God. Why do we put that title to Jesus? Have you ever thought about that?
2: I mean... I- I don't know that I've ever questioned it, but again, I, I feel like it, make, again, it makes it easier for us to get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can speculate that it's because he's born of a woman, but also right. he, I mean, he offered up his son. And I think that's a, a personal way that we can understand yeah. what has happened.
0: Yeah, I think part of it's just for the ability of us to understand. The other part of that is it's a subordinate role.
1: He okay, I understand. That's true. Yeah. So
0: so Jesus, God, Ev- in the flesh, took a subordinate role mm-hmm. to God.
1: Everything he does is in obedience to the will of God. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. I see what you mean.
0: And so um, uh, so one of the critics about, or one of the critiques about Christianity is that we believe this fairy tale story where you know God sent His Son to die on the cross for mankind. Um, and and there's a lot of pushback against Jesus being the Son of God um and you know it really comes down to you know and we talked about this in an episode around christmas time it it comes down largely to um uh while we don't have all the answers when we look at the answers that we do have it seems unavoidable it takes much more faith to to not believe in jesus truthfully right you know what i mean the claims of jesus the claim of you know cs lewis put it great he said look Either Jesus is exactly who He says He is. Well, who? Let's talk about that for a second. Who did Jesus say He was? He said He is the Son of God. Yeah. He says, "I." He said several times in John specifically. He said, "I and the Father are one." He's claiming divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, um, his claims in the New Testament. He claims to have died and risen from the grave. Either Jesus is exactly who He says He is. See what it says. Or, He's a lunatic and he's mad. He can't be a, just a good moral teacher. Right. And we hear that a lot, you know, from from secular atheists. Well, I believe Jesus is a good moral teacher but he couldn't have been God in the flesh. He couldn't have been uh, he couldn't have died and rose from the grave. Well, see I don't us, think you can
1: be a good moral teacher and be insane. Well that's kind yeah. of right. tricky. Yeah, for
0: sure. Like, yeah. those, those two don't go together. You're either right? lying and insane
1: yeah. or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you th- yeah. You,
0: th- you look at David Kresh, mm-hmm. David yeah. Kresh back in was it was ninety six.
2: Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, with the uh, uh, what was it? I watched a documentary on that not too long yeah, ago. Yeah,
2: um, in Waco.
0: Yeah, yeah, Waco, Texas. He he's a cult leader. He he joined this cult, The Branch Davidians. Men, the Branch Davidians yep. is what it was, and he joined this cult, and in a couple years he became the cult, became the cult leader, like he's the ultimate creed. Branton from the office. Right, (laughs) right? he became he joined the cult and then he became the leader of this cult and he started near the end. He started to claim uh, to be Jesus. He was, you know, he said he was the second coming of Christ, and uh, uh, which was just weird. But if you look at his life and look at the 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 consequences of his life, you know, you judge a tree by its fruit. Mm -hmm. He brought a lot of death. Mm -hmm. He brought a lot of pain. He brought a lot of uh, horrible things. Um, uh, so you can't be just you can't be a good moral teacher and and be and be crazy crazy right? You know. And either Jesus is exactly who he says he is, or he's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what C.S. Lewis said. You can't,
2: go and you you know you can't really claim to be uh, the son of God unless you really are the son of God, or you're an egomaniac and you can't be an egomaniac and and, and do good the way, things yeah and
1: <laughs> the way yeah serving people like, you know that servant leadership we see modeled over and over again is not it's not typical of an egomaniac yeah and
2: you and you can see just in just normal regular everyday people when they e- when their ego goes unchecked we do a lot of stupid things because of our egos yeah. imagine if we thought we were christ yeah <laughs> <All right. laughs> that would be insane yeah 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 so I, Totally. I totally agree with you on that.
0: So so we believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, put on his, you know, left divinity in eternity past and put on, chose to leave divinity in eternity past and put on humanity.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, so Jesus lived this life fully God. Um, but that's not the end of the story. Nope. As we're going to talk about next week, he was also fully human now that's a fun topic to think about mm-hmm. fully human so we're gonna hold that for next week but today we're just looking at the divinity of jesus and the t- church teaches uh, r- 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 from very early on i mean from the first century that jesus was god in the flesh mm-hmm. um, and so that's one of the staples to our teaching and i don't know if there's anything else that i can add to this topic can you all do you have any other final thoughts that we haven't really discussed
1: I think maybe to summarize, like Jesus' biggest claim to divinity is, is resurrection. Yeah. And then we see um, the I am statements in John. Yeah. We see miracles all throughout his time on earth. But I think our our most, our most our best understanding of his divinity will be at the second coming. Yeah. And so if you want to get curious and read about that in yeah. Revelation, that is sort of the summit of the divinity of Christ.
0: Yeah. You the I am the I am statements in the Gospel of John. I think that's a that's an important thing that we could camp out for just a minute further. In the Gospel of John, there are seven I am statements. Mm
1: -hmm. I am
0: the. I don't know if I can name them all right now, but I'll I'll
1: quiz you. I got them right here. All right,
0: ready? All right. I am the bread of life. Yes. I am uh, the way, the truth, and the life. Is that right? The yes. I am the resurrection and the life. Yes. I am the gate. Yes. I am the uh, good John's shepherd. John's looking at me like yes. I'm going to help him. I'm not going. to You I got am, it. Uh, it's five of seven. I am the. Mm, oh, you got it. Oh, I don't know. Give me it, a hint.
1: it grows.
0: I am the vine. Uh-huh. And I am the.
1: You turn it on when you go into a dark room.
0: Light. Of the world. Of the world. That's all nailed seven of them. It. That's all nailed. seven. I nailed yeah. five of seven without help. Uh, <laughs> so J- Jesus makes these I am statements. Now, when we read those in the, throughout the Gospels, um, we read over them like, okay, yeah, Jesus is saying I am the light of the world. Okay. That doesn't have much significance to us. But to Jesus' first audience, that would have had great significance. Mm-hmm. Right? His first audience, they were coming from what faith system? They were Jewish. They were Jews. until yeah. so they, a good Jew, by the age of 12 to 14, would have memorized the Old Testament, the writings of Moses, and uh, many of the Psalms. Um, the, the term I am is a very important term that's used throughout the Old Testament. Uh, where else is it used?
1: We see it in Genesis with, no. Exodus. Exodus. Close. He's talking to Moses. That's
0: right. Yes. Uh, When Moses uh, has that face to face encounter with God in Moses chapter, in in Moses chapter, uh, (laughs) Exodus chapter, was it 3
1: or 4? Well, I thought it was Genesis, so I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) know. Exodus chapter 3 or 4, when Moses is walking and he's left Egypt at this point in exile and he is living in um, Midian. Uh, tending his father-in-law's sheep, and he sees this burning bush that's burning, but not, but not destroyed. And he goes to check it out, and he hears this, this voice calling from him from the from the bush. He says, "Remove your feet. And, you know, the place you're standing is holy ground." And eventually, says, "I've heard." You know, the bush says, "I've heard the people crying out, and he I've heard their cries." And so now, go. I'm sending you. And Moses says, "Well, who should I tell him is sending? Is sending me?" And Uh, Moses or God gives Moses his name um, and his name was I am that's that's how it translates Um, it's it's Yahweh um, but but it means I am and so Mm -hmm. no one no good Jew would have ever claimed to be I am and so when Jesus is saying I am the bread of life Mm -hmm. or I am the light of the world He's that's a for a Jewish person that's blasphemy, yeah. and that's yeah. part of the criticism against Jesus. They said, "Look, he's blaspheming. Mm-hmm. He's claiming to be God." That's one of the things that that eventually led to his his arrest and crucifixion. Was his his you know blasphemous things? But here's the thing: it's not blasphemy if it's true,
1: right? <laughs> right? right.
0: That's right. And so, um, so so yeah, the I am statements are are huge, are huge uh, aspects of this divinity of Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. I forgot all about that. That's good stuff. <laughs> and then I got excited when you mentioned that.
3: Um,
0: uh, so, so, yeah, so so we often think and we often just kind of accept the divinity and humanity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is fully God and fully man. We often just accept that because we don't have the mental capacity to deal with right. it further. But we can deal with, with it further, yes. further. And I might in the show notes, I might put a couple of different resources if you're interested in. Uh, reading more about the divinity and humanity of Jesus, um, uh, I just recently read a book uh, by R.C. Sproul called "The Holiness of God," I think, and in that he deals with the with the divinity of Jesus, which is a, a really cool a really cool book. But um, so yeah, we'll put some some resources in the show notes if you're interested in more on this topic. Next week we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about the humanity of Jesus. Now this one's fun.
1: Oh, it's a blast.
0: Because here's the thing. We'll just kind of tease it right now. Usually when we think about Jesus, I would argue that we usually think of him like Clark Kent and Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and so we, we, we make comments like, well, I'm not Jesus, so I can't do this. Yeah. Right. There's a problem with that thinking. And here's the problem. Hebrews tells us that Jesus was made like us in every way. Mm-hmm. He was fully human. So if we fully understand that, we don't have that excuse. Well, I'm not like Jesus. Right. Because he was just like us. Right. No temptation that we will deal with is uncommon to him. So mm-hmm. uh, so next weekend is going to be really fun because that's usually where there's more people tend to get more.
1: It's, it's a yeah, new. Yeah, they'll push back. Yeah, it's yeah. a relatively new teaching and it's uncomfortable for people who have even been in the church for a long time to say wait what
3: (laughs) well it's
0: not a new teaching let's let's clarify that it's not a new thing it's not a commonly discussed thing yeah
3: okay
0: like the writer of hebrews talked about jesus being fully human Mm -hmm. right so it's not a it's not a new teaching as far as it's only been around for a couple of years that's true it's
1: not a new teaching i like it's maybe hard. three years ago, I've been in the church my whole life. Had very little understanding of what fully human meant. So it sort of opened up a whole new way of thinking about Jesus. And I think it's the reason,
2: under-taught. yes, it's under because people are scared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of topics like that in the church. And as I get older, the more I realize, and the more I study, the more I've realized that I had no idea. Yeah. What the Bible could unlock if I just read it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. How about that. How about that. So we're we're excited about next week. Um, uh, feel free to engage with us on social media. Uh, like, share, comment. That is so far. That is the the biggest way to get more people listening to this podcast. You can rate and uh, review on iTunes. I just submitted this morning for our podcast to be available on iHeart Radio. So hopefully in the next 14 days it'll be on iHeartRadio. Uh, so yeah, like, share, comment, rate, review wherever you listen to it. Uh, the more you share it, the more you might hear it. And uh, uh, really, the, the the whole point of this podcast every week is is to talk through topics that sometimes we don't get to talk about much in the, in the weekend service and just have honest, real conversations. And so, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time. We you
3: Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye.